Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Keen on Things podcast, the first ever New Year's Eve Keen on Things podcast. Uh, it's actually the 28th. It's not uh, New Year's Eve. It's Monday the 28th. Uh, it's episode 41. Okay. It's episode 41. Um, I didn't think we'd make it this far, any of us. But here we are, 41 weeks into the pandemic. I wonder if the pandemic ends, do I have to stop doing this? Or do you get to stop listening to me? Um, Phil Piano was number 41 for the Raiders of the 70s. He was their inside linebacker. I always knew their DBs and their defensive line and knew there was a good-looking, dark-haired guy playing linebacker for them, but I never knew who it was until I saw him on like NFL films and the documentaries they do. And now I follow him on Twitter. Just a charismatic, neat guy. Probably uh, not to play against. Jersey guy, played at Bowling Green, and just a bruiser. Wasn't big, wasn't huge, but uh, man, he was tough. He, was, uh, he missed the 1977 AFC title game in Denver where the Raiders were trying to repeat and um, he was injured, and he couldn't play. And they ran to his side in that last drive where they ran out the clock. And uh, I think Matusak was hung over and didn't feel good about himself afterwards. But uh, had they beat the – and there was like a fumble at the goal line that didn't uh, get go the Raiders' favor, even though it was a fumble. And they were on defense, and it was a goal line stand, and the Broncos ended up scoring or something like that. And uh, they lost that game. And then, and then Denver went on to lose Dallas. If the Raiders win that game, they go on to play the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, in the Dome. Was that the first ever Dome Super Bowl? I don't know. Uh, Roger Staubach wins that. Which is um, a bummer, because that would have been Madden's second. Isn't this interesting? Okay, uh, the Raider team was right out of central casting, man, in the 70s and, and 80s there. So uh, that was a good time. I know way too much about that lore, but uh, Phil Piano, man. Episode 41, here we are. Um, I'm sure the episodes are mixed up and mislabeled. I don't know that I need to number them anymore. I do. Uh, I do, do need to make them more appetizing. I was looking at the titles last night. I actually did a little research. I was looking at the titles last night and was like, okay, are people going to click on if they see Vegas New Year's? Because uh, that's where I'll be Vegas. I'll be Vegas. I'll be going to Vegas in a couple days for a uh, December 31st <laughs> New Year's Eve um, show at Backstage Barn Billiards in downtown Las Vegas. And uh, I'll talk about more in a second. That's with Steve Byrne. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by Todd Bodell with iFinancial Group. iFinancial Group can take care of all your commercial equipment financing needs. With a one-page application, guys, you are pre-approved same day. God, I like the sound of all this. I, I like this whole ad. Pre-approved, same day, one-page application, all your commercial equipment financing needs. You don't need to go there and then go somewhere else. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm, you're talking, I'm a banking major. Uh, let Todd Bodell and iFinancial Group earn your business at 949-510-1590, 949-510-1590. That's an easy number to remember. Not that people remember phone numbers nowadays offhand. That's an easy one. It's two area codes followed by a 1590. Okay. It's not like 4379, you know. Or you can email Todd at tbodell 
at ifinancialgroup.com. B-O-D-E-L-L. I got allergies. Uh, also, a shout out to Auto Collision Repair in Mission Viejo, California, run by my buddy Todd Hesford, H E S F O R D. There's a couple locations there. There's one in Rancho Santa Margarita and one off Via Fabricante and the Alicia Parkway exit down in Mission Viejo. It's Auto Collision Repair. They do a bang up job. <laughs> That's funny. We don't, that'd be a funny ad. We don't do a bang up job, we do a cleanup to your bang up. Um, so, Auto Collision Repair. They're great. Todd, I went to high school with. Todd Spence for the artwork. <clears throat> he did the art, artwork. Uh, my buddy from... Is that three Todds I'm bringing up? I'm thanking three Todds? you got to be kidding me. Big head... Oh, and big head Todd and the monster? No. Uh, these are three Todds. These are the Todds I know. These are the Todds I know. Todd Spence is from the Kimmel Show and grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Mo. He went to Webster University where everyone is really f- fucking artsy. Todd Bodell is from Luna Niguel, Laguna Niguel and speaks his mind and says, what the hell? I went to school with his little brother. Like him, there is no other. Todd Hesford was on my football team, but we also hung out socially. He knows people from Trabuco Hills as well as Mission Viejo High School. All these Todds from different worlds were all really good with pretty girls. These are the Todds I know. These are the Todds I know. Um, got three Todds. That's a spoof. From These Are the Daves I Know, the song from Kids in the Hall, from 30 years ago. Uh, wow, this episode is already off to an insane start. What, what, I'm five minutes in. What absolute lunatic would um, listen to any of this? Um, yeah, that was, from, that was from Kids in the Hall from 30 years ago. Still, still underrated. I've been watching a ton of that show since the pandemic. Uh, I knew of it, and uh, I watched episodes over the years. But not like this. Not not like I've been watching now. And Googling the, the five main characters. Mike Myers was supposed to be part of it. I saw an interview with Paul, his brother, and Bruce on some Toronto podcast. Um, I think I've seen most episodes of it by now. It's like eight seasons, man. No joke. It wasn't like four, three, four seasons. These guys did a nice run, late 80s into the 90s. From that show... Which Lauren Michaels produced. Uh, one of the five cast members went to SNL to perform. One went to write. Um, one went to his own show called News Ro- Ro- Radio, Dave Foley, where he was with Phil Hartman, Andy Dick, Joe Rogan. And the other two appeared in several shows over the years. Uh, one is the phone number guy in Seinfeld, who's hilarious, Kevin. And then one is Scott Thompson, who I've done shows with at the uh, comedy store. <laughs> All five are still very relevant and big in the comedy community. Anyway, um, maybe I can go on a documentary someday about COVID or Kids in the Hall where I talk about this experience. Yeah, I knew, you know, I know we lost a couple hundred thousand people, but uh, I was really sinking in with that show from Toronto from the early to mid-90s. I really felt that COVID put me in touch with Kids in the Hall, you know, so that's the big takeaway. That's the big takeaway. Man, Phil, Phil, yeah, because I never knew, back to Phil via piano, um, I, I never knew who the linebacker was. I knew, like, the defensive line. I knew, obviously, Dave Casper, Kenny Stabler, uh, Blitnikoff, Cliff Branch. I knew all those guys, Dave Dalby, Jim Otto, you know, all these famous players for for them, Daryl LaMonica. But I was always like, who's that one? Who are, the, who are their linebackers? 
and he was one. He came before uh, Millen, and uh, we came around the time of Ted Hendricks. Ted Hendricks came over from uh, Baltimore. He won a ton of Super Bowls, man. And uh, who else? Who else was on that D? No, oh, Howie Long would eventually come on to that defense in the early 80s. Um, Matt Millen, Ted Hendricks. Oh, Rod Martin. Rod Martin was great. Okay. Um, these are the Todds I know. These are the Todds I know. Should I sing that again? I'm going to sing it again. These are the Todds I know. These are the Todds I know. Todd Spence is from the Kimmel Show and grew up in St. Louis, Mo. He went to Webster University where everybody's really fucking artsy. Todd Bodell is from Laguna Niguel and speaks his mind and says what the hell. I went to school with his little brother. Like him, there is no other. Todd Hesford was on my football team, but we also hung out socially. He knows people from Tribugo Hills as well as Mission Viejo High School. All these Todds from different worlds were all really good with really pretty girls. These are the Todds I know. These are the Todds I know. Um, but yeah, that, that Mission Viejo Auto, man, that saved me a few times there off Via Fabric and Conte. There, it's a Starbucks. There used to be a Taco Bell there, but now it's a Starbucks. There's this place on Via Fabric Conte called Fizzy Wigs back in the day. In the days of old, I was a nut. Um, <clears throat> and there was like a pool hall. And it was video games. And it was for, you know, kids that were underage that couldn't drink even though i do remember there being beer served um but you'd go and you'd kind of hang out in the parking lot and uh inside too <clears throat> i don't know what it's probably a printing shop now uh everything gets ruined and mulled over especially in concrete driven orange county but it was a great hang and uh yeah pool tables beer video games i think that's all that were in there in the late uh late 80s early 90s uh, but we'd go. It was just like the place in Days and Confused in Texas where kids would go and hang, literally just hang. There was a parking lot and smoke cigarettes, basically. Smoke cigarettes and a place to go if you were awake late at night. Fascinating. I, I can I can see the numbers. Like, they're, they're popping up here on my computer and uh, my phone. Uh, okay, so let's see. Let's wrap this up. Wrap it up halfway through. What a Christmas, huh? I had a great time with my nieces. I, Christmas week in Arizona has been great. So much nicer than coming, you know, a day before or two. Um, it's really the way to do it, you know. Make it so much more special. You really sink in with the holidays, with the kids and their lives and such. You don't come flying in, get gifts at the last minute, and then you go over there, and then you're out of here on the 26th, you know. You get to spend time with them in the approach all day on Christmas. God, we were there. We were over there for 12 hours, my mom and I. Um, just like five of us, six of us. And, uh, you know, wish I would have uh, done it in the past. But which I have. What am I talking about? Why is that written there? Um, but it is a good time to spend with the family. You know, the holidays, the girls. You got to be around kids for the Christmas, man. If you don't have some of your own, then get a brother with kids. Um, or go donate. I'm sure there's, you know, little kids in need and stuff all over the place. Foster kids, orphans, the needy. Find it, man. You got to find the kids because that'll bring you back. And that makes it worth something. If you just, it's a day that you hate, then you got to not make it about you. Uh, the allergies. 
the allergies, the dryness. I have to let my nose hair grow because it keeps me from the allergies a little bit. You know what I mean? Let it grow. Let it blossom because uh, it keeps the dust away a little bit. Also, also keeps the chicks away too. And they can be, they're the real danger. You know, they see, because I'm taller, I have the bigger nostrils, and people can see in. So if you've got the nose hair, it's noticeable. Hey, if you don't want me talking nose hair and such, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. All right, if this is too much, if, it, if it's getting too real, then bail out. Uh, no, my uh, brother and sister, my brother and sister-in-law, they're friends. We got to spend uh, some time with the Barones. Did a little Mexican dinner the other night before Christmas. Something I'm calling the chili relleno. Disaster. What an amateur I am. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Okay, I'm not, I mean, I'm trying new things, right? But I grew up in Southern California. I lived in LA for the last 20 years. I've been around Latino culture most of my life, especially my adult life. I did 10, 10 or so years before that and in and on and off in Orange County. Grew up with Mexican friends. Some who owned Mexican restaurants. I've slept in homes of Mexican people, Latino people. You know, and what happens? I hit a Mexican restaurant here in Chandler, Arizona with the family. Social distancing, of course. It's empty. We're at two different tables. And I'm like, I've never ordered chili relleno before. And I did, and I got burned. It's just too much cheese, man. It's basically a cheese enchilada. I don't know where the friggin' enchilada part was, but it was just mush. I didn't even think there were two on my plate, two big ones. I knew he put it down. I'm like, yeah, it's, this is a plate of cheese. I didn't finish one, maybe half of one. And it didn't even look like it. It just looked like it was smothered around and stretched like I was trying to cover. Why was I trying to make it look like there was more? I should have tried to make it look like there was less. Um, I rarely don't finish a meal at a restaurant. And when I don't, I take it with me for show. But with this, with chili relleno, 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 I was like, game over. Game over. Later, chili relleno. I mean, maybe if you have like three people, you get a side plate of it and can kind of... There's a B word, Italian, Baroque, uh, Italian word, Italian dish that has kind of like cheesy, that starts with a B that I'm blanking on. I think it starts with a B, but it's like a cheesy dish, Baroque, but And all they do is bring it like a thing of cheese, mush, and bread, and you dip it. God, fascinating. Um, so yeah, so we're halfway through. Okay. Uh, with all this shutdown going on, people are leaving LA by the way. It's the first time LA's population or Southern California in general, the population is going to go down first year in so long. Uh, I got a text this morning about that. Let me see who I got that from. And if that's true, um, let's see. Um, okay. God, I can see the numbers coming in. I can't find it. Somebody sent me a text uh, this morning about this is the first year in a long time where, where people are leaving California. And business-wise, show business-wise, age-wise, I don't know if this is coming with being 48. I'm starting to feel that I'm uh, obsolete. 
which is a bummer because it's a craft that might not return, you know, the stand-up comedy thing. And so that's where the value was for 20 years. Like, I didn't put it all into writing or all into networking or farming or um, tech or anything like that where someone, like, I, if I have to restart something, I have to go in under a someone who's probably 20 years younger than me. I have to go back to that and go back to a 25, be, you know, have to go under a 25-year-old, start over. Tom Brady can play football until 43, but I can't even do comedy past 48. Um, so I really have to get re-motivated, kind of a reboot. And it's hard um, when you don't know where revenue is going to come from. Stand-up comedy, cruise ships, club work, writing on a show, all those are shut down. Those were all stand-up, cruise ships, club work, writing on a show, writing for other comics. Those were avenues that I was making revenue from. I was flying high a year ago, a year and a half ago, a year ago. Um, those avenues to your hopes and dreams, they get diverted in life, detoured, possibly shut down. Just the lack of value you feel, that's what it is. I just have this lack of value thing going on. Like you're dying and you didn't even have a family. Like maybe that's why some people get married and have kids. They can say, well, whether I accomplished anything or not, at least I had a family. Or they can use it as an excuse even. Well, I couldn't follow my dreams entirely because I had the family. It's nice something to fall back on. You know, I think a lot of people through history do that. Not a problem. It'd be a problem for me, I guess. But it is quite a crossroads for people of a certain age in a certain industry. You know, when age is a factor. Um, it can really be a mind F. A mind fuck. That's nah, an explicit episode anyway. I already swore. Um, not that I believe any of it. I don't put too much on too much stock in age. I really don't. But you do get to a point where it's like, am I even close to relevant? Like in any category? You know, in my community? Is there value? Do I bring worth to situations? Um, not will I be rich and have glory, which is why so many people got in the business, probably me too. But on an even more basic level, what value do I have? You know? Forget about riches and glory. I just want to be valuable to humanity and the planet in some way at this point. I'm not saying this out of sympathy at all. More like, where do I go from here? You know, what's the calling now? What's the best path? Because so much is out the window. What's the next lucrative course of action? I can't give it away anymore. I can't, like, give it away. Give it away now. I can't uh, do the stand-up thing. I, I, I can't uh, give away my efforts so many free shows. Swartzen told me a long time ago, he's like, stop doing some of these shows, man. They're beneath you. Um, I'm not necessarily in a bad spot, you know. I just don't know what the future brings, which is exciting. No, it's a little unsettling. I just don't pay attention. Uh, probably not LA. Arizona, maybe? Orange County? Do I go back to Japan? My buddy Marco from San Antonio is most likely heading back there. He, uh, we were roommates in Japan through the JET program, J-E-T, Japanese English Teaching. He's a Latino-American from San Antonio who uh, I lived in Kumamoto. I lived with in Kumamoto. He spoke Spanish, English, and, of course, uh, Japanese. We had a big house next to campus. It was uh, us and three other Japanese guys, and it was an absolute blast. Uh, not just the parties, but, like, the weeknights, the day-to-day, -day, the hour-to-hour, -hour, like, between classes coming back to the house. I think it may have been the happiest I was outside of a relationship. Uh, 
maybe maybe it was the happiest I was when we were in this big house next to campus. And kids would come through, drink coffee, drink tea on their way to and from school. And I was more social than I was a study. I, I should have studied more. I should have locked myself down more. But man, there were so many, you made so many friends over there in those two years. Japanese and other exchange students, Korean, Chinese, you know. Um, maybe it's Japan. Maybe I, maybe I go to New York, you know, where the numbers are high and it's freezing and expensive. COVID's high, it's freezing, and it's really pricey. Come on, and if you're not, if you have no revenue, come on out. You know, I'm going to go spend time with Bud L here, though. Uh, hopefully, we're supposed to do something in November, December, but uh, that got that got changed. Probably bumped to uh, February, March, something a little warmer. You know, February in New York. Anyway, uh, not knowing sucks. Not knowing where the revenue's coming from. Not knowing what your entire path is going to be. Uh, but it does drive you back to what's important and, you know, family and your friends and stuff. Uh, I don't even know which writing I do. I don't know what, what, to what end I write. Do I keep writing samples for TV shows, talk shows, uh, sitcom, stand-up for other comics, stand-up comedy for myself, comedy for corporate gigs? I, I don't know. And that's a little unsettling because you want to get started on an assignment. You know, I'm at 21 minutes. You want to get started on an assignment. Um, I have broken ground on a uh, an outline for a pilot um, idea that I've had for a long time, so that's good. I'll share more if 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 I keep adding to that. I'll share more about that to my my fan base, my listeners. Um, but that felt good. It feels good to work, to have like five to seven different things you contribute to writing because then in a course of a day you're like oh that would be good for that that would be good for that but that's what i've known too long probably and uh maybe why i'm in the state that i'm in my brother and i were watching arizona cardinal game versus uh, san francisco uh the other day they laid an egg arizona cardinals did that nfc west is brutal man it's a brutal division all four teams could beat any of the other four and it's been up in the air for years now probably the last 10 years um but he was telling me something interesting about the receiver DeAndre Hopkins, who is from South Carolina, played on those championship teams with Clemson. Great receiver. He made the the, the Hale Murray catch against Buffalo in the middle of the season. Um, he wants to make as much money as possible. He was with the Houston Texans. They'll always be the Oilers to me. I want to start calling teams by their original appropriate names. But he was with them. Then he came to Arizona. He wants to three years before his. Uh, Contract was up because he wanted, he wants to make as much money as possible and buy the slave-operated plantations of his own state, South Carolina, and give that money back to the land. I'm sorry, give that land, buy, buy the land. Uh, there was plantation worked, owned. Give that land to the people, families, the relatives who were forced to work that land black, native, whatever. I mean, man, changes are coming. That is badass. That is badass. I mean, that's amazing. That's something like a white person couldn't possibly comprehend. They'd be like, good luck. How's he going to figure out what was plantation owned and what wasn't? Just to have that thought. That's something white people don't have to think about, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I got to look into this. That's just an incredible story, man. DeAndre Hopkins, he's got a funky sideshow Bob haircut, but, man, he can play game. Um, 
I, I, I'm just so happy to hear that, that there's people that care that much. And, um, you know, and just putting those thoughts and ideas and getting people thinking, you know. And South Carolina, too. Great football coming out of that state. And some of the history, Civil War and stuff. Okay. Uh, so NFC West, yeah. And the Rams and their toilet paper uniforms. One thing, if they improve for the better with the uniforms, but they're fucking around with something that was great one day and now looks like shit, literally. Actually, more like piss than shit. But, uh, I mean, come on, Rams. You're trying to build a brand still, all right? L.A. isn't really sold on you yet like they were the Raiders. All right, you're already in a battle with loyalty from Raider following, and this does not help when you're wearing that crap. These unis look like they're soaked in piss and shit. Nobody wants to get behind those colors. Like, I was even, when yesterday when they lost, I was like, eh, the helmets are a joke. It looks like a cartoon. Merchandise isn't going to get moved off the shelves with those colors and shades. I'm not going to root for teams if they're playing in pansy-ass uniforms, trying to be cute. I don't care. Oregon Ducks. Hope Penn State comes in and whoops your ass. Like they did in 93, 94, I don't know. Might have been 94. It was 94. First day of 95. Chargers have a ton of different uniforms, but they're all fantastic. They must have a gay guy designing those unis. And the Rams have the exact same colors, but can't stop fucking it up. I can't wait to hear Dickerson, man. Dickerson's going to go off on them today. Cowboys don't mess with their uniforms. Raiders don't change their uniforms. Bears don't change their uniforms. Packers, Steelers, Chiefs, none of them change their uniforms. Why do the Rams change their uniforms? That's what Dickerson said. Says, and he'll continue to say. God, I love him. Love that man. Okay, where are we here? Um, all right, now it's time. We've come to that time in the episode where it's Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. On Monday, I tweeted, already writing 2022 on my checks. Get it? Because like in January and February, people are like, still writing 2020 on my checks. I, I skipped a year. I skipped 2021 to make it more extreme on Twitter. Keen of comedy. Already writing 2022 on my checks. Checks, question mark. Instead of the other way around, because that's what people say when it's like March. I'm still doing the, but I, we're so happy to get 2020 over. Like this is going to end. Like, this doesn't last another six months at least. Um, on Tuesday, I tweeted, it'll be a miracle this year if Elf doesn't jump off the shelf. <laughs> That's fun. That's a genuine laugh for me. If Elf doesn't jump off the shelf. God, these are the ramblings of a lunatic. If I ever do something terrible and crazy, all people have to do is point to this podcast, and all the listeners will be held accountable for Aiden in a bed. And they'll be like, why didn't you report this guy? Maybe I have been reported. Uh, on Wednesday, I tweeted, Frosty will be happy to melt this year. Wow, that's three anti-2020s. Um, I shouldn't be that bad. I shouldn't get on 2020s ass so much. Uh, Frosty will be happy to melt this year. That got a lot of love on uh, TikTok. Patrick Keen 8 is my TikTok account. Talk about sophisticated. Patrick Keen 8, the number 8. On Thursday, I tweeted, Christmas is the one morning of the year where every child is on Australian time. Get it? Because they're up at 2.30 a.m. My niece was up, not kidding, at either 3 or 3.50 a.m. 3.50 a.m. 
Five, she was bored out of her mind. That's when everyone else got up to open some gifts. We went over to eight, which was way too early for me. And by that time, I mean, she was having freaking dinner. She was having cocktail drinks for dinner, happy hour. And we were over there at eight and did a whole thing. It was so fun, man. Just love them to death. Um, and then on Friday, I tweeted, Lions look playoff ready for watching. For watching. The Lions look so terrible. It, it was like... The second play of the game, he hurt himself, the quarterback. on a, It didn't look that bad, but he did screw up his ankle, and he is a great quarterback. You know, Maybe go to the Hall of Fame even, which is weird that they've never done anything with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, and then in the, the second half, it started the same way. They got the ball, fumbled it right away. The next play, the substitute quarterback, because the game was already out of hand, Blaine Gabbert comes in and throws like a 40-yard touchdown pass. The second, play, second or third play from scrimmage. In the second half. What will I do if the Lions ever get good? I'll cross that Windsor Bridge when I come to it. I'll cross that Mackinac Bridge when I come to it. How about that? When they get good. As if that's going to happen. Um, okay. So that was uh, that was Patrick Keene's guys. Tweets of the week. That was Patrick Keene's tweets of the week. Okay. So, um, yeah. Be sure to look at ifinancialgroup.com. Take your car to Auto Collision Repair in Orange County, Mission Viejo. Todd Hesford, great guy. Went to high school with him. Uh, we're friends on and off the field, in and out of the lo- in and out of the weight room, uh, in and out of the locker room, in and out of the showers. What? Um, but uh, great dude and uh, funny guy, and has really made an empire out of Auto Collision. Man, Orange County people don't mess around with dinged up cars. They go right <clears throat> and get them fixed. L.A. lets them sit for a while. Uh, in Orange County, you don't have a choice. You got to get that repaired within three days, or, or you get kicked out of the county. Uh, but that's the place to go. Auto Collision via via Fabricante. Just it's uh, just uh, east on Alicia, right off the freeway there, Alicia Parkway exit, coming down the freeway. Uh, and then Keen Coffee in Costa Mesa, spelled K E A N, also in Tustin, uh, with a little hyphen or something after Keen. There's not that second E. Campolim, Um that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Sorry, this is so insane. It took me a while to get a little warmed up, but uh, we got there. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Patrick Keen. Go to Keen of Comedy on Instagram, on Twitter, Patrick Keen 8 on TikTok. Also, check out the YouTube page, Patrick Keen Mascots, uh, and subscribe to that. And eventually I'll have a, um, I think eventually I'll have that Patreon page. But uh, for now, go to Mascots, and I'm going to try to make more of those, as well as Fan Center. going to try to make some Fan Center videos. This year, where I cover uh, fan stories around the world, not just stories of the athletes, like Sports Center, but fans. And uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Where else? Yeah, TikTok, all of it. All right, keen on things. Subscribe to this too, and let's get some advertisers and let's keep this insanity going. It's something, right? It's 30 minutes. All right, thank you. Love you. See you next week.